Okay. All right, here we go. Let's go live with Jack Kelly. Good to see you all. Come on in, come in, watch. It's all good. All right, today I'm doing something a little bit different. Um, just got off a radio interview. I like how I give that like little humble brag. And so I'm running a little late. And that, that interview is about the uh, relic of the nine to five that the time has come where we don't have to do nine to five anymore, but that's for another one. So today, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you, I'm winging this a little bit. So you have to bear with me. So my facts may not be all correct. And this is a, a piece I'm writing uh, today for Forbes about New York City, Mayor Bill de Blasio, Governor Cuomo, in terms of some of their new rules about mask wearing and what you can do. So for people who aren't in New York City, um, this was kind of the epicenter of COVID during the early dark days of the pandemic. And it was rough. It, it, it's, it's, you know, I grew up in Brooklyn, lived in New York City, lived, you know, basically here most of my adult life, younger life. And for a while, it looked like it was kind of going to the days of the 70s, which, um, which you think, how would I know that? I look so young and youthful that why would I know about the 70s? But I, I was, you know, as a kid, my parents and my, my friend's parents, when they would talk about Manhattan, New York City, they would say, we're going to the city. And it had this kind of dark, ominous feel to it. Because at that time, it was a little, it was gritty, it was dangerous, it was a little, you know, dirty, violent. Um, no, no exaggeration, you would have um, ladies of the evening by all the tunnels and bridges um, in Times Square, instead of movies and like the Disneyland feel you have now, you would have, they would show porn movies. And uh, yeah, look it up. It's, it's just, it's hard to believe that that was happening. And it, and it started feeling a little bit for a few months, not the whole time during the pandemic, but, but there was a kind of chunk of time where it's like, oh my gosh, what is happening? Even recently, if you're paying attention, um, with this whole defund the police, there's a lot of street violence, um, a lot of shootings. Um, it's still, you know, it's better than it was, but still not so great. With this all going on, clearly we have the Delta variant, which seems to be surging. Um, and it's one of these things where, once again, it's all politics and all, you know, one side says this is nothing, the other side, oh my God, this is the end of the world. And we're left not really sure what to do. Who's right, who's wrong, what's really happening? Is this Delta variant for real? Well, it is for real, but will this be really horrible or not horrible? You know, we see in other countries that it's a big problem. So now what happens is what do businesses do and what do state and city officials do? I contend this, that people will take the safest route, which makes sense. So if you're a company, picture we're executives at a company. We really can't tell how people come back into the office. Because if we do that, and they have to commute in on crowded trains and buses, streets, go into the office of the people, they're going to be worried. They're going to catch you know, this either COVID or this new variant. 
And then if they catch it, get sick, God forbid they die or give it to their family, they're going to sue the company. And I hate to talk this way because it sounds so crass, but that's what it is. You know, they have that litigation risk. So it's going to be easier for them to say, hey, just stay home. You know, don't come into the office. Don't do, you know what I mean? We don't want any, you know, anyone to get sick. On the other side of the equation, even if companies said, hey, we want you back, putting aside the surge in the Delta variant, people are fighting not to go back. You had, and it's not just New York, let's take Silicon Valley or San Francisco, Apple, which is an amazing company. If you've ever seen their campus, it's just mind-blowingly beautiful. It, it looks like a sci, something from a sci-fi movie. And even there, people are saying, nope, don't wanna go in, wanna stay remote. So what do you think people are gonna do in New York or other big cities when you're worried about this new surge? They're gonna say, there's no way I'm gonna go back in. And if you force me to go back in, I'm gonna quit. And we already have, think about it, we have the great resignation where people are quitting in the millions. Because post-pandemic, I was gonna say post-pandemic, but I guess we're still in it. I'm being optimistic, always referring to it post-pandemic, thinking we're done, but I guess we're not. So people were already just saying, you know what? After a year and a half, we realized how fragile life is, how short it is, how it could be gone like that. Or you can get COVID and have that long haul thing where you're just not the same. You have that foggy head, you can't breathe as well. So people are really concerned and they're, they're not gonna go back to the office. What now, what de Blasio, made de Blasio is doing, he's doing something like the key to the city. And if I have you know, my facts wrong, please don't, uh, you know, take it with a grain of salt because I said, I'm, I'm, I'm writing the piece and um, I'm still kind of doing my homework on it. So I might not have everything perfectly correct, but you'll get the direction where I'm heading and, and the feel of it. So de Blasio basically is saying, hey, he's giving a carrot and stick approach that if you get your vaccines and you could show your vaccines, you have the key to the city, basically. You could go anywhere. You can go to restaurants, bars, clubs, sporting events, you name it, everything is cool. If you don't have it, you're kind of like a pariah. You can't go anywhere. You're going to be shamed. It'd be like that with Game of Thrones, right? With what was it, Cersei, where they walk of shame. So they're going to do the walk of shame, whoever isn't vaccinated. Now, I don't think the Buzzy really said that. That's my saying it. So, but that's kind of the feel. So on one hand, it's going to be kind of pushing, you know, everyone to get the vaccination. And by the way, if you're curious, I, I have I had my back shots, my wife, my kids. Um, you know, so far so good. I had COVID, that wasn't so good. Um, and it was before the vaccine, by the way. So he's kind of trying to lay this out where push one way to get everyone vaccinated and the ones who aren't try to just put pressure on them and just make it not easy for them so that they do get their vaccinations. Governor Cuomo also is trying the same thing. He's telling bars, restaurants, other places, hey, make sure people could show that they're vaccinated before they go in and, and they go to the bar, go to the restaurant, go to the sporting event, what have you. Now, here's, 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 here's the thing. On one hand, it makes sense. You want to have every, enough people vaccinated so we can get through this and end it. On the other hand, 
there could be this big unintended consequence. So let's say, let's take New York City. It could go either one or two ways. One way, people could say, hey, there's this big push for everyone vaccinated. So I feel comfortable coming into New York now. I feel comfortable going to a play, to, to a movie, to Madison Square Garden, to watch a sporting event or a concert, go to museums. You know, you know there's so much to avail yourself to. And you feel, hey, if there's the big push and enough people vaccinated, I really don't have to worry. I can go in there and really enjoy it. I suspect there might be an equal or more amount of people who are going to say, you know what? I, I don't want anything to do with anything. I'm just going to stay home and I'm not going to go into the city, whether it's for work or for pleasure, because they're going to feel, and this is what's so rough when you have our government officials not clear and kind of waffling and changing the, you know, what we need to do. You know, we're first they're saying, wear a mask. Oh, no, no. First they were saying, don't wear a mask. And then they say, well, you got to wear a mask. Then they say, hey, if you touch something, you can transmit it. And then they say, nah, that's not going to happen. They say, if you have your vaccine, everything's cool. But then they say, well, no, nah, you got to wear a mask. We can go on with a lot of other things like that. And it, I can't fault the government and the agencies too much because we're dealing with something that's unknown and, and they're grappling with nothing to compare it to. But what happens, I think, to a lot of people, after a while, you don't know who to listen to, who to believe, who's right or wrong. So that's why I think a lot of folks may say, I'm not going to go back to the office in New York City. And this will hold true when this goes, because if it goes to New York, other places are going to do it as well, because they're going to follow the lead. So they may not go back to the office, but then also they're going to figure, you know what, I haven't been to a Broadway play in a year and a half. I haven't seen you know, a concert in a year and a half. So maybe I won't go into New York. Why take that risk? It's not worth it. Now, if enough people do that, the unintended consequence is small businesses could be in bad shape because there'd be less people going to restaurants, less people going to clubs, bars, nail salons, uh, gyms, you name it, because they just, don't, they just don't want to take that health risk. So you could have the good intentions of trying to get everyone vaccinated to make it better, but it may have that snowball effect. Do you remember for a while, people were moving out of the big cities to get away because they were afraid of contracting? Maybe that could happen again, where they start saying, hmm, with this new Delta variant, then is it possible we're going to go through the whole Greek alphabet of different uh, strains moving forward? And maybe I just, let me go to the suburbs, let me go to somewhere rural, or let me go to a place that's more spread out so I don't have to worry about it. But the challenge could be if, if people don't go back because they're afraid these small businesses will close, if people keep moving out, real estate will be in trouble. So these things are very complex. And what frustrates me is that when the mayors or governors give out these directives, it's pretty much black and white. They don't 
talk about what we're talking about now. And I think it's important because you need to, to know all the different angles of what could play out. For instance, like in Paris, they had this passport, COVID passport, which is kind of what de Blasio was saying. You had this COVID passport and people just, just rioted. They just, they just were like, we're not taking this. In Australia, it's like a, the, the army is keeping everybody kind of locked down. So it's really bizarre what's happening across the board. Now, comparatively speaking, not so bad just saying, hey, show your vaccine compared to the army clamping down on everybody. I'd be curious, you know, send, you know, send what you think, you know, how you feel. Are you going to go back to New York City? Would you go to a restaurant in New York City? Will you go to a play, a, a basketball game? Will you go back to work? See, I would, I would prefer if before they you know, would do it, they would kind of maybe poll and see, hey, how are people going to react to it? Or how we can ensure that people are safe. Because what en could end up happening is people just shelter like they did at home and just avoid everything. And then when you do that, and, and, and the economy was going so well, the stock market so well, real estate prices really high, do people just pull back now and just say, hey, you know what? Let me hunker down and wait it out. I, I, I really don't know the answer. One part, one way you could point to what's going on in Chicago with Lollapalooza. I don't know if you watch it. It's, it's you know, I'm sure you are a heart of Lala. So big music event. And this is kind of some of the hypocrisy. So the, the mayor, Lori Lightfoot of, of, of Chicago is very much of, you know, like Bill de Blasio, do the, you know, get vaccinated, do this, do that. The other thing, meanwhile, you see lots of pictures of her events without a mask on, and then saying, oh, sure, Lollapalooza, come here. You have 100,000 people, young people, crowd. You got to see some of the pictures, crowded all on top of each other. That's not going to spread COVID. So you get these mixed messages of like, well, well, what's the real deal? And once again, it makes it easier. If you're not sure, you can have a group that says, heck with it, I'm going to do whatever I want to do. And then you have others that, I don't know, so I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna stay home. And on both, it could be problematic. What also I see, even though we're talking about, in this instance, de Blasio, Mayor de Blasio, Governor Cuomo, talking about federal employees, state, city employees, state employees. But this is gonna have an impact on private sector workers as well. Because I contend what's probably gonna happen if this goes on the same trajectory, and maybe it won't. This maybe is like, maybe overhyped. Maybe, maybe it's, there are a lot of cases, but when you delve into it, there are not a lot of deaths, or maybe the people who are getting it have comorbidities. Maybe they have preconditioned stuff that, that's really caused it. Maybe you don't see as many people on ventilators or dying from it. So they may say, hmm, maybe it's not so bad. And things go back, I'll say to normal. I don't even know what normal is anymore. So, but maybe it's not so bad. But if it does keep going, even at the pace it is now, it's too easy for companies to say, let, you know, let's say you and I are, are executives of a company. The odds are we're going to say, why take the risk? 
of, of getting people back so they could be remote. But then also, probably is not the right time to hire. And we may say that because we already, if you think about it, for the last few months, all these big companies were announcing their, their plans, um, seemed to coalesce around the hybrid model. You know, in the office three days, you know, two, three days a week, working remote the rest. That seemed to be kind of the consensus of most big organizations, Google, Microsoft, Apple, um, you know, particularly the tech companies. Interestingly enough, the Wall Street firms based here in New York, like Goldman, JP Morgan, Morgan Stanley, are all telling, hey, people come into the office. So there's, there's, still, there's a difference that way too. But what's gonna happen, they're all working on their plans. So let's say the investment banks in New York that want everybody in, or kind of techie companies that were hybrid and others hybrid. They already had a plan and it's not easy. If you have employees and these are big companies, 10,000, 20,000, 100,000 people, you're talking about they put a lot of time and effort in planning out how we're gonna do this, what, what responsibilities managers are gonna have, how are you gonna watch this you know, uh, dis, uh, dispersed group of people all over the place. But now they may have to do everything all over again. So if they go remote, they have to figure it out or they may wanna keep doing what they're doing. But either way, I'm worried is that companies may say when it comes to hiring, we just got too much on our plate now. We have to worry about, are we gonna still stay hybrid? Are we gonna still keep our, 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 our strategy when we're returning? So for instance, like Facebook, Twitter, uh, Google, Apple all said, hey, we're gonna have people back by let's say September. Now it's kind of October or just kind of keeping it open. So with that kind of uncertainty, it's not easy for companies then to say, hey, let's aggressively hire and bring people aboard. I always find the path of least resistance is where people go. And the path of least resistance is to say, you know what? We have a lot of on our plate. We have to worry about now people coming to the office and wearing masks. We're gonna have to worry about hey, we have to ask Jack to get vaccinated if he wants to come into the office and work. And Jack may say, no, I don't want to get vaccinated. What do you do? Do you fire him? Do you not? Do you pressure to get the vaccine? What if he gets the vaccine and something goes wrong? What if people come to the office and they get sick? What about wearing masks there? There's, you can see there's so many moving parts. So it's easy for companies to say with all these moving parts, what, you know what, to now go through the interview process and shepherd someone through this whole lengthy interview process, maybe it doesn't make sense. Let's just, just hold. Let's just, just, just hold and let's wait and see how things are. And which is very disappointing and discouraging because things were going so great. Things were going really great. Now, will there still be hiring? Sure. Because there are always going to be these, you have to have somebody doing a certain job. You know, in every company, in every, every division, you know, there's certain jobs just to have to be done. No choice. So you will have some hire. I would also suggest for people who are going through the interview process and they feel, gosh, I'm just jumping through one hoop to another hoop to another hoop to another hoop. What's up? I think what's happened in part, in part, is that these companies are juggling all these things. So they're not in a rush. So they'll take their time because they know their upper senior executives aren't in a rush to hire. So, it, but, they, but these things change. 
So it could all of a sudden, as I mentioned earlier, hey, it dissipates you know, in August, late August, maybe it burns itself out and we're, right, we're back up and running. But without knowing for sure, it's easier just to drag your feet, see what happens. Let's go for another interview. Let's go for another interview. One more interview, two more interviews, talk to a few more, have a few more Zoom calls because they're not rushing. You're taking their time because they don't know what's going to happen and they got so much to work with now. And then the odds are, if you have someone starting, you might have them remote, which is always a little weird and awkward. And then for candidates, they're going to think, well, am I remote? Am I hybrid? What's happening? What are you going to do? And then the company's going to go, I don't know. So it's easy to say, you know what? I'm tapping out. I'll start. I'll wait. Let's say I'll wait till, you know, let me enjoy the rest of the summer, see what happens. And then I'll revisit my job search, you know, September, October. So for the people who are looking to hire, for people who are interviewing, be prepared. It's gonna probably be clunky for a while. Not for everybody, because as I mentioned, some, some are like these have to have jobs, others not so much. So if you find yourself going through interview after interview, a big piece could be these companies don't know what to do, but they do like you and they're interested. So they're taking their time. They don't wanna blow you off, but it'll take a while. For companies who are saying, where are all the candidates? Well. A lot of them, they're nervous, they're worried, they're scared. They don't wanna get, whether it's the Delta, COVID or anything else because they've seen people who had it or maybe they had it themselves. Or maybe they just don't wanna get it so they're just pulling out. Or if they go through the interview cycle, they feel there's a lot of risk. So with that risk, they want a lot of money. And the companies are saying, hmm, we're kind of in a pandemic. We don't want to pay a lot right now. Things are uncertain. So you get this kind of butting heads where it doesn't mesh. And for people who are looking for job and hiring, that might put on the live and go, oh, that makes sense why I can't find a lot of good candidates. They're just hanging tight. They're keeping a low profile, waiting to see, particularly if they already have jobs, to see how it plays out. And, and for job seekers, you can see why it's taking so long. So it's interesting how you can see you put the pieces together where you know, you're talking about a mayor and a governor putting out what seems that would be great, you know, a great thing to do. And it is, you know, you want to make sure everyone's vaccinated so we can just move on with our lives. But at the same time, we can't put our head in the sand like an ostrich and pretend there's not ripple effects. And it would be good if they could deal with the ripple effects so that hiring keeps going on. There's a little bit more clarity, certainty, less political fighting on every side so we can kind of band together and just keep, keep it going forward. Because it, as I mentioned, things have been doing really well. And the last thing we want is to have you know, more job losses, no hiring, hiring freezes, downsizing, people not coming back to the city. So all these small mom and pop shops close down. And if that happens, then all the waiters, waitresses, bartenders, you know, lose their jobs. And that already happened the first wave. And then they hired them all back and then they'll lose again. What happens to their psyches? You know, they had great jobs, lost it in the hotel industry, travel industry, bars, restaurants, gyms finally get it back. And now if people decide not to go back to these places, they'll lose it again. 
I don't have an answer for all this, but I think part of what my series here with the future of work is, is to bring up these topics and share it with people. Sometimes we have answers, sometimes put it out there to give you things to think about, or at least to kind of connect the dots. So when you're imagining your career, you kind of have some sense of, oh, why something is happening. So if you know why something is happening, then you could figure out and make a game plan of what to do and what's right for you as an individual to decide what's best. So this is a serious topic. And it's a very third rail topic because people get very political, very emotional. I try, I don't, I'm not a Democrat, I'm not a Republican, I don't belong to any parties because I purposely don't because I don't wanna be beholden to any tribe, any group. I wanna be able to look at each individual thing that happens with a clear lens and not because, oh, my side wants this or my side wants that. So I could look at it and analyze it. Now, it doesn't mean I'm right. It doesn't mean that I have, you know, I have the answers, but at least I could look at it through the lens of not, I'm saying this because I'm a Republican or Democrat or this or that, but to say, hey, what's right? You know, what, is this gonna help you with your career? or not help you? Is this good for your job or not good for your job? Is this good for you, you know, in terms of moving forward with your work life or not? So I can kind of hope share this with you in a calm, rational, dispassionate way in a world where everyone is yelling and screaming. So I hope you appreciate it. Um, uh, uh, I'll share once, I'm planning on finishing it later today, the piece or tonight. So I'll have all the facts so that if I miss some or, or misspoken, I'll kind of, you know, clean it up. And I encourage you to read it once I do it. And uh, I, I, hope, I hope this sheds some light. Um, and you don't have to be in New York to appreciate this because if it happens here, think about it. We, there's a trend. If something happens in New York City and Los Angeles and San Francisco, Chicago, and some of the big hubs, it spreads. So what happens in one place, usually you see other places do the same thing. So if you're not, from New York or the tri-state area, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, you can't say, ah, it doesn't affect me. It will, it will. So I hope I shed some light on what's going on and offer, ultimately you don't get a full picture. You get one side. So hopefully I give a kind of a well-rounded picture of what's happening. So you could start formulating what you think is right and what you need to do. And maybe one of the outcomes from this kind of conversation is to sit down with your boss and say, hey, what are your plans? Do you want me back in an office? Do I have to go back in New York? Can I stay remote? I have a sick relative or whatever the case may be. Let's, let's talk about this now because it does seem something that's serious. Also it could be for your job, hold on to it. You don't want to do anything to rock the boat. God forbid things get worse. You want to make sure you have a job to hang on to. So there are all these things where by having this information could help you make smart decisions. So once again, this is Jack Kelly, um, CEO founder of the Compliance Search Group, an executive search firm and recruiter, social media platform to help people get jobs and a senior contributor Forbes. So I hope you found this interesting, informative. And as always, if you have any questions, if you have any topics you want me to cover, um, if you wanna just ask me something privately, feel free to hit me up on Twitter, on LinkedIn, Facebook. Um, yeah, so I hope, serious subject, I hope it was helpful um, and uh, be safe and try to have a good day. Thanks so much for watching.